everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Expression Podcast. I'm super excited today because I have a very special guest, uh, my sibling, Jace, or Cadence Arcana. Uh, Jace is a musician, an artist, um, in all things creative, um, uh, has recently uh, published a song on Spotify, which is really, really exciting, and we'll get to that a little bit more as we go in. But before before we jump in, I just want to say hi to my co-host. So how is Mark doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I spent the day in a virtual conference, so that's uh, interesting. As you know, I, I came out of retirement uh, not too long ago to join the workforce again, and uh, we're doing this uh, two-day conference, so day two tomorrow, but so far the content has been amazing, and uh, my new colleagues are very welcoming, and uh, I'm really loving my new gigs, so yeah, fun for me. Uh, conferences are always really refreshing and uh, get the ideas flowing and stuff. Oh, like absolutely. That. So, so much coming up. Like, you know, I, I obviously can't tell anybody anything, but it's, uh, there's so much excitement coming. I'm just like, I'm overflowing here. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and how about you, Brian? Uh, first off, that's awesome, Mark. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Very, very good. To, uh, good to hear that. Uh, for me, I'm stoked as well. I've, I've just, I guess officially signed the deal with the town of Newmarket to run their photography camp. So, or not camp, but uh, photography All workshops. Up. All the thumbs Thank up. Thank you. Thank you. So I've got three coming up, which is going to be starting in uh, April, I think. Um, online only, of course, which I'm super excited about because I'm finding a whole new world online. I've just actually done something today, uh, which there's going to be a full announcement shortly, but I believe... Early April, again, April's a huge month for us. That's our one-year anniversary of our show. And it's also like when all the big things in my life seem to happen. Uh, but I'm starting an online photography club, which is going to be a lot of fun too. So uh, some really great people are involved with that. Mark, hopefully Aurora, and uh, <laughs> as well. But that's going to be just a, a lot of fun. So, yeah, and if I, look surprised, if I look surprised about this, because I just found out about it when he said it. So it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's what usually goes though, right, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but aside from that, I'm super excited to talk to Jace. I've heard of you and heard through Aurora for years. Years? I guess it is years now. Um, a year, at least a year and a half, two years. Uh, yeah. And I'm super excited to talk to you tonight. So thank you very much for agreeing to be here on the podcast. Yay. I'm, I, I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just... I'm just really happy to chill and chat and, you know, talk art, you know. Stuff that encourages people. Perfect. Yeah. Music, art, yeah. two of my favorite things in the world, and, and you do both of them, so that's awesome. And uh, I know we're probably going to get more into it earlier, but I just listened to your song on Spotify for the first time uh, like 10 minutes ago. I actually listened to it twice back-to-back, -back, and I really like it. It's really catchy. I'm sitting here bopping away, and it's it was really – I like Thank it. you. I like it a lot. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. Um, so uh, before we get into it, Jace, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. Oh, sorry about that. I'm going to turn my phone on silent. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I just had a really relaxing day and I was just waiting for, you know, this. This is the main event today. So... <laughs> It's the same for me every Monday. It's like it's all just kind of pitter patter until this. This is this is like the big thing for me too. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, so for our listeners or our viewers, Jace, can you give kind of a 
a brief description of what you do as a musician um, and an artist uh, and what your sound is kind of like. Of course. Um, so I am a musician and I do music production. Uh, I was in school for music production. Um, my music is kind of this folk punk pop kind of genre. Super awesome. I have a lot of fun just playing around with different ideas. Um, I also do visual art. Um, I do a lot of visual art to match my music, uh, I would say. Um, just kind of match my whole style. And I have tried to go into multimedia um, art projects uh, before, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to speak a little bit about this mix, um, art matching music, um, a while back you were a part of a program. Um, yeah. uh, you can fill us in on the, the name of the program, um, but uh, you actually did a series of three songs matched with three pictures, uh, which I thought was very interesting. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that, that was probably one of my fav more favorite projects that I've done. Um, I had taken quite a bit of a break on uh, art in general at that point in time. And um, I, I was a part of this, uh, this program called uh, Fuck Perfect. It's run by an organization called Art Not Shame. And we did a little bit of a gallery. And for that, I prepared three like ink, India ink drawn portraits, uh, kind of in a Tim Burton like style. Um, and to match that, I had different songs that I had wrote that were inspired by the art. Um, so I'm just going to bring up a screen share of this art piece right now. I just want to make sure that this is correct. Oh. While you're finding that, I just looked up the fuck perfect art, not shame. Love it. Love the idea of it. One of the presentations that I always did was there's no such thing as perfect. Perfect isn't perfect. Um, yeah. There's too many people that put an emphasis on what is right and wrong by calling it perfect or this or that when I, I love the whole concept of there's no such thing as perfect. There's, there's just you and who you want to be and how you put yourself out there. So uh, I love the whole concept of it. I'm going to keep on looking into it. I didn't want to cut Aurora off for too long, but uh, I thought that yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Uh, it was a really cool project, uh, I guess, gallery to kind of go and see. Um, there was a bunch of different artists there that, um, did all sorts of different kind of art um, and <clears throat> uh, not just like music, not just painting. There was photographers there, there were sculptors there and it was just a very, very cool, cool project. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna bring the screen share up now. These photos are taken off of Jace's Instagram. Um, of the actual art pieces themselves. So, right. there you go. Perfect. 
So the picture to match, I guess, this song. Uh, what song was this again, James? Uh, this song was a song called Crown. And where can we, uh, where can listeners find that song? Uh, you can find Crown and all of uh, these songs on SoundCloud. I put it under a library or album called The Lesser Files. So explain what we're looking at here. You you have a photo and then you found a song that matches it or you wrote a song that matches it? Like what, what what's the whole story? I drew the art first and then I came up with the song after. So um, I basically kind of drew this and for all of these with the intention of showing a reflection of myself. Uh, that's why I would say it's there. It's a self-portrait series in a way, um, but it's surreal and different. To I'm, I was trying to bring out different emotions and and feelings and parts of myself that are lesser known, basically. I love it. Yeah, Just trying to read into all these: the crystal, the third eye. Uh, yeah, I can see yeah. how the elf you, ears. you really are showing how you see yourself. I love that. Thank you. Um, very emotional drawings for me. So, yeah, yeah. it was I, pretty cool how you had it set up because you had the pictures and then below it, you had like an iPad with like the, the headphones so that people can individually listen to each song. Uh, this is kind of a cool installation. I hadn't seen anything like that before. So. And, and that was part of a show when you had the art along with the song that people could listen to at the same time. Yeah, it was it was okay. part of a gallery. Um, okay. It was limited access though because okay. you know just the the room or the the people that were in the program. We we decided okay. that we wanted something a little bit more limited. Yeah. But yeah. That's cool. So can can we put the link to the SoundCloud in, in the bio of the show? Yeah, of course. We do that? Okay, yeah. So make sure Aurora gets that and, and we'll make sure it's in there so that people can go listen to the songs that go with the art. If they're if they're seeing this, obviously they'll see it. But uh, we'll also put a link to your Instagram in the in the show notes down below as well so that people can can see our artwork there. Um, so with your artwork, I noticed when Aurora was clicking there, um, obviously you've got some uh, like sort of pen and ink drawings, but then I also saw some paintings. Do you, what other mediums do you uh, create art in? Um, well, I, I do paint. Um, it's mostly drawing with the uh, ink and pen a lot of the time, but I've recently branched into digital art and using those similar mediums in an, like a, in, in a digital form, basically. Okay. So do you use, do you use a, a tablet to draw on to get it into digital or? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Like, uh, okay. Excellent. I've often thought about getting one of those for use in Photoshop, but I, I'm a little bit afraid of them. <laughs> it's a little uh, bit I, weird. I had one. You yeah. You had yeah. one? Yeah. It didn't work for me. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I am, just, I'm not a drawer, so. Yeah. Me neither. I, I tend to do it with a mouse, but uh, I can't really do it with a pen. My, I leave that part of it to my wife, so it's uh, very difficult for me to actually get it. Oh, is that that's, one of the? That, you know, that's my magic 
controller of all yeah the, the trackpad okay that, that's all i just just a little thing I, i'm not an artist though like i i wouldn't consider myself I, i've never been a drawer i, I drew it i drew a plant once i was very impressed with my plant drawing but no i'm not i'm just gonna that's shut awesome. up now <laughs> <laughs> um, really stick figure this stuff is what i do so <laughs> It's funny that you like both of you kind of say this because art not shame was specifically about like you don't really need your art to be perfect. You just need it to be something, right? And that's what I loved about it. It brought out so many different modes of creativity in each of the people that were there that they didn't even know they had. And it's it's really awesome. There was one person who got into yarn and working with yarn and it was it was just so awesome yeah and, yeah, and that's a really good point actually because i i joke that i'm not a very good artist and i, I take pictures but if you're going to create art for you then that's the thing i mean if you, if you want to and, and even to sell it i mean there there's a market for just about anything if you've got somebody that wants to buy it they may appreciate what you've done even though you're you're critical of your own and we're always our own worst critics so um you know, I'm always, I always admire people that can draw well. And I mean, I see your art and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I, I can't do that, but I can do me. Um, and it's no different than I've listened to your song. As I said, I, I quite liked it. And I, I play guitar, but I don't play guitar that well. But I play guitar for me and I take pictures for me. So it doesn't necessarily need to be perfect. As long as you're doing, as long as I'm creating, that's something that I can do. Um, is that is that sort of your, especially with the fuck perfect, is that, sort of the, the way it's supposed to go just go ahead and create do and who cares if it's 100 percent perfect yeah and and also this idea of you know what beauty is is in each different person like each person has a different perspective on what is appealing to them so somebody could look at my portrait and be like that's kind of weird why do they have long necks and glowing red eyes or something like that but somebody else might like what i draw and also there was this one person who had a piece of art um in this gallery and she just put it up and she said, oh, it was, it's just kind of a doodle. It was something that I made last minute and I thought I'd just present it anyway. And somebody bought that art. <laughs> that somebody that was at the uh, gallery just decided on the spot, you know, I really like that and that needs to be somewhere in my home, you know? See, that's the difference between art and let's just say singing or music with art it is very subjective and it can touch you in ways that you might not have expected. But with singing, if the voice isn't somewhat good or able to follow a rhythm or able to, you know, give that emotion the way it should, it's just me singing. <laughs> you know, it's just, it doesn't, it just doesn't work, you know, but I mean, you've got both. You're able to, to draw and do the artistic side and the singing is great too. We listen to your song Chrysanthemum. And I have to say, excellent song. As Mark said earlier, I uh, got him bopping along the whole time. And for me, it brought back memories from when I met my wife because um, she said that my hair looked like I had a chrysanthemum on my head at the time. But that was not to do with <laughs> your music. It's just 
stupid. <laughs> just just to do it with flowers. You know, so. Yeah, it was shaved on the sides and big poofy at the top, so it kind of looked like anyway. That it had hair then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was hair up here back in the day. But anyway, that's what hats are uh, for. So this is a bit of a unique situation um, that I, I have someone on as a guest who I have known literally my entire life. Uh, well, except for the first five years, exactly to the day. That's a little yeah, let's, known let's fact talk about, about this because <laughs> this is also the first time we've had a guest on that's been a, a family member. Yeah. So this is, this is a big deal for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're super close. I mean, Jace has always been a super creative person. And I, I think um, it would be nice to hear, you know, from Jace's perspective. I obviously have a different kind of perspective on this. When did you feel so in touch with music, so in touch with art, that it was that aha moment? Like, I need to, I need to do this. I need to keep creating. Um, well, <laughs> I think you know this. I was always in touch with music. I was very much performative and, you know, wanting to entertain people and, you know, draw people in, in, in a very loud way. <laughs> um, so I, it's kind of hard to say when exactly I was like, music is what I want to do, but I remember being um, very in touch with, you know, learning how to play instruments. And that was probably the biggest point in which I, I know I needed to do this. I, I had this drive in me that I wanted to learn how to do this thing that I actually really love and really enjoy doing. Um, in a technical way, basically. Does that make Does that make any sense? <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, thinking about your song "Chrysanthemums," um, in that song, is every aspect of that song you, from the writing to the performing to the production, everything is you. You did everything. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give my whole credit to that song. Um, the writing the like the notes and the the singing and the guitar all of that kind of all of that stuff was me the guitar the singing okay. um but i did have you know people playing the bass or the drums mm -hmm. things that i don't really know how to do um i I kind of got people to, or because it was a part of the school okay. that I was in, the school helped me find people that could play for me. Okay. And um, I also was given a lot of mentoring and guidance in how to uh, produce it and master it, which okay. was really interesting. No doubt. <laughs> Yeah, because there's a big difference between you know a bunch of people in a, like in a in a garage and you know just popping it. I'm gonna age myself here, popping <laughs> a tape in a tape deck and hitting record and then just playing the music versus the actual production value. And then as you talk about like the mixing and the mastering, all of that is is quite a process that takes quite a bit of time. 
uh, for sure. So it's uh, definitely like, as I said, I mean, I, I quite like the song. It's very catchy. Uh, the production is is there and uh, the mastering is, is really, really good. I really enjoyed the song. Like, like Brian said, I mean, I'm bopping along. I couldn't see them because I had Spotify up on the screen and I'm like, Bobby, it's, it's <laughs> definitely it gets you into that beat and you just can't stop. So um, one of the I, points you made before, Mark, was how the music really complemented the vocal, though. Yes. Yeah, and, quite. And maybe you can make that point again because I think that was really yeah, something so to be. What I noticed is sometimes you'll have a singer uh, in a band. It usually happens when they're doing covers, but they'll be playing the cover and the band is playing the song as it was written. And But the singer blends in. So they're sort of on the same register, the same pitch, if you will. Um, or, or I guess in the same key, and then, uh, but it, it sort of drones all into one, and it's hard to decipher the vocals from the music. And with yours, the music and the and the vocals were obviously in the same key, but they were like just off the proper amount that it really caught you, and you could you could understand the vocals, and and the music was there. Um, I just I. I, I can't say enough how I enjoyed it. I probably I feel like I'm gushing a little bit here, but uh, <laughs> I, I really I, listen. If you're listening to the show, if you're watching the show, the link is down below to the Spotify. Listen to the song. Do yourself a favor because you're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Like I'm, done, I'm, done, I'm done gushing. Now. I'm done. <laughs> it, it was really funny because when I was producing this song and mastering it and doing the little tweaks here and there. Um, I did kind of layer in my production um, stage with my recording stage a little bit. I did some home recording while I was like mixing it. Okay. Um, and I just kept wanting to add things. And, you know, my, my mentors, my professors just kept on saying, you know, <laughs> there's just too much going on. <laughs> <laughs> take take some stuff out of there and you um, know who else they told that to they told that there was just too many notes mozart yeah. <laughs> sometimes having a little too much stuff isn't so bad just saying yeah. right <laughs> yeah. true. Just saying. so jace i'm curious because you talked about uh you know the time and i guess that it the amount of time that it takes to kind of put together and produce uh, a song like this. Uh, how long would you say um, from, you know, thinking up the idea of the song, I guess, to uh, completing the song in its final mastered state? Like how much time uh, would you say you, you spent on that? Um, and I guess you can include the artwork because the album art for the song is I believe one of your uh, recent uh, attempts at uh, making digital art yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what was it? Um, I spend a lot of time trying to write and prepare the song for recording more than you would spend on mixing or mastering uh, a song. Um, the mixing and mastering process is pretty tedious, but it it, it goes pretty fast. Um, as opposed to the preparation for recording, the preparation for 
getting in the right headspace to write lyrics and um you know write the song in general um but i've had a lot of um knowledge in writing the lyrics and you know chords <laughs> and i'm getting better um the more i write the quicker i get but it takes maybe a few days for me to write a song uh and then another month or so trying to figure out how i'm going to record it and the, the biggest um part of the process is the recording process it's the most tedious and detailed thing mm -hmm. that I have to do or have to think about when I'm making a song. You know, to a much higher degree, it sounds a lot like the world of photography where, you know, you can think of an image, but then you have to compose it and you have to finish it and you have to, you know, especially the way Mark shoots, you know, very conceptual theme-based photography um, he has an idea for something, then he'll ask his friends to, you know, pitch in and do this thing with the popcorn. And I mean, the shooting, it was one thing, but then you have to put it all together and edit it and do all that as well. Um, I think one of the, and one of the, up the, master of the popcorn made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> one of the quotes that really stands out in my mind is from Trey Ratcliffe, a photographer who says, if you enjoy the edit as much as you love the uh, photography, then something magic can happen. And I think the same would hold true for music. If you enjoy the post and the mixing it and putting it together as much as you do the writing, then now all of a sudden something completely different can come out of it. Um, so it's great that you're in the production side because that's that second half. So many people are just going to get up there and sing a song and sound pretty. Uh, but then what? You know, like there's no meat and potatoes. Got to get the meat and potatoes. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jakes, you mentioned your school program. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about your experience with going to school for music production? And yeah. Um, so I went to Seneca for the independent music production program. The, that program's like a year long. Um, and they basically just teach you everything from performing, writing, recording, mixing, mastering, even like managing yourself, social media, um, wow. budgeting, uh, grant writing, and, and, and just a bunch of it, right? They put it into this very um, detailed program. Uh, and typically people take a year to finish this program I took a little bit longer. <laughs> um, it took me a few years. Um, yeah. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. There's you, learning, learning, everybody learns at a different pace, right? So that's the important thing to, for everybody to remember is that uh, I have a dog here that's insisting on being pet. Um, but uh, everybody learns at a yeah. different pace. And uh, if, if it takes you, three years to do a program that would take other people a year because of what else is going on in your life, then that, that's what it takes. It's not, uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it, uh, 
fuck perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, we're all individuals. It'd be a pretty boring world if we were all the same. Yeah. No, I wasn't laughing that it took longer. I was laughing at the way you added it in your head. I was expecting yeah. like uh, an extra month. And you're like, yeah. uh, yeah. years. <laughs> I, I didn't really want Just to the... say how many years it would take. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing um, wrong with it. But You did it. That's the important yep. thing. Yeah. You did it. I didn't. You did. <laughs> so, Jace, did you want to talk about why it took longer um, and get into a little bit about that? You you can Definitely. share as much as you want to share, um, but on this podcast, we, we often talk about this as a topic. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll say or not say anything just based on what you want. Yeah, uh, you also like asked me if I if I wanted to talk about this, and of course, um, so I halfway through the um, the program, mm -hmm. I had a um, a psychosis episode, um, and I had to go to the hospital because I had uh, this really severe and big mental health issue um happen just out of nowhere so i had i had to leave and figure that out and figure out why it happened and how i can cope with it and and live with you know something like this because when somebody just develops psychosis it can be very traumatic and very uh um jarring um and for me it definitely was it it's still it's still a big thing uh, for me um but yeah so can i ask i i'm not i i don't know so maybe you can explain what it means a psychosis event um so psychosis is when somebody has had enough stress that they start to disconnect from reality. This can be, you know, hallucinations, which is very common and very talked about, but it also could be paranoia, delusions, um, you know, other related things that could pull you out and disconnect you from the current, like the current, events what's actually going on um it sounds super scary it sounds like it, being in that that kind of a mindset could be um make you self-doubt make you question a lot of things make you worry worry a lot about everything um so i'm, I'm glad you were able to get help for that what was what was that process like like what how did you finally realize that okay this isn't right there's something i need help for <laughs> Um, so I realized that I like, um, grow going through, um, college, I realized I was getting more depressed. So I knew that there was something wrong with my depression. I didn't know that my mood instability was even more severe. So I have bipolar disorder and, um, because psychosis is something that is caused by environmental factors and stress, bipolar can cause a lot of stress going from very extreme highs to very extreme lows. 
Um, so I had no idea this was going on. Um, not a lot of people really knew, to be honest. Um, so I knew something was wrong. And when it started to get worse and worse, I tried to get help. Um, I tried to talk to doctors, tried to get um, medications and even self-medicated. Um, it was really rough, actually. Um, and then, you know, the psychosis kind of kicked in. And even within the first few days of hallucinations and delusions, mostly delusions, um, I didn't get help until it was enough for me to be put into uh, the hospital despite what anybody said basically so, i actually want to talk about this because yes this something depression was something that you kind of dealt with on and off through high school and and that kind of thing and this whole episode allowed you uh, I, I don't want to say allow but introduced you to the fact that you have bipolar disorder um and on the outside looking at what was going on with you you know I, you know, I would have noticed, you know, the depression and, and, and that kind of thing. But uh, when it came to the episode, it was like nothing else I, I had ever seen. Um, and you're my sibling. You're one of the closest people to me in my life. And that was a very scary thing to say, to see. Um, the most, I guess, difficult part of this was the fact that you had gone to two or three different hospitals before you were actually admitted um, because they didn't believe that there was something enough to 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 actually admit you uh, in the hospital um, which is a little strange to me um, because there's very clearly something going on um, now do you think that's just old world thinking like maybe they just weren't up to current mental health standards and they didn't quite understand or is this something that I, I think uh, part of the problem, like, just like remembering from it, part of the problem was the hospital. Initially, we went to Martin Silver Hospital, and then he was stayed there for like a day. And then you went to a um, different hospital, and there wasn't enough space. And then there was something else. So it was quite a process. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest uh, issues that happened then was the first two hospitals I went to were more like not in the city, but then as soon as I go into the city for the specific mental health hospital, it's just, you know, there's just so much going on. And in my state of mind, I don't want to be wait in a waiting room like this, you know? Um, you know, it's, it's very tricky because it's one of those things that, um, especially in smaller town hospitals, it's an invisible illness. You can't really see psychosis or if that's what's happening. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I would wonder. Like that's, that's why I was, is it something that's just not diagnosed properly enough yet? People haven't run into it enough that they couldn't say, okay, this is what it is, but I'm glad you went to a, a hospital that was specializing in that. And I'm sure it felt much more, uh, I don't even know it's accepting or, uh, you were able to actually talk to somebody properly about See, that's the question I have too. Is it a matter of not being able to describe what you're going through? Like, is that part of it where you just, you can't vocalize what's happening? You just know something's happening? Um, yeah. I mean, it's tricky to really explain to people what's happening, especially when some of the, um, like, the subject matters with how I was feeling or what I was experiencing can be kind of embarrassing or stressful. Mm -hmm. um, so part of me had a hard time explaining what was going on. And another part of what was going on was people maybe not knowing enough or um, just not being in the right place at the right time. Um, I, funny enough, I didn't end up getting admitted to CAMH, which is that big hospital, right, for mental health. Uh, the hospital that took me in was St. Michael's. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, um, mental health is something that unfortunately, um, I don't, I can't speak for the entire world, but North America, Canada specifically is there's a, a big gap in the care that patients receive and what they need to receive. Uh, and especially for people that are having, uh, if they're having an episode of some sort, generally, unless they're deemed to be uh, a threat to themselves or a threat to others, they're, they're not looked after with any sense of urgency at all, because it's like, oh, well, you know, just relax, you'll be fine. And, and you're not, you're not, it's just doesn't happen that way. I, I grew up with a close family member that had paranoid schizophrenia and uh, having to deal with that through my childhood being, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old um, and dealing with these sort of mental health issues where somebody was seemingly normal and then all of a sudden it was like a switch was thrown and it was like a Jekyll and Hyde almost. And this person was, was completely different. And, um, you talk about, um, like you talked about delusions and things like that. And, and I remember, uh, phone calls going out where, uh, a, another family member had, had passed on and by quite some time had passed on. And, and, the, the phone calls were somebody looking for that family member and it was it could be very very uh taxing on a, on a family unit and as as well as the uh individual as well uh, i myself do suffer from anxiety um, and i've done a lot of work in recent years and my anxiety when i was younger um it came to fruition in anger so when when i got anxious i would get angry and i would get nasty and, and even up after i got married it was still the same when i was under a lot of stress i would get angry very quickly and a lot of that was to do with anxiety and um so fortunately I, i've been able to to work on that to a point where i can recognize it coming and, and do things like meditations and help that but um so many people don't get the help they need and that's where uh, an organization like CAMH or 
Um, I know there's uh, the company that I used to work for. We did a lot of fundraising for Ontario Shores, which is a hospital in, I, I believe they're in o Oshawa, they're in Durham region, and they focus on women's mental health issues. And there's just, uh, I put so much uh, effort and thought into fundraising for those types of organizations because it hit it it's close to me with the mental health issue so i i definitely empathize and and i'm happy you're here i'm happy you're sharing this with everybody to let everybody know that it's it's okay not to be okay we there's people out there to help but just know that sometimes you have to look for that help you have to find the right person and i'm glad you did i'm glad you did because your your creative journey is really something that i think can help other people as well by hearing your music and seeing your art. So that's something that can help for sure. So just to kind of touch back, like you were admitted into uh, St. Michael's, but then you were, uh, I guess, transferred later to CAMH. And then from there, they kind of like developed a program for you and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, I feel like the mental health journey never ends. There's, things that are always changing. Like, you know, Mark just opened up with the fact that he has anxiety. I've struggled with anxiety throughout my life since I was little too. And, um, you know, mental health is real, um, but it's also not something that you can, you know, get one treatment, have one therapy appointment or have one pill, uh, depending on how severe the uh, diagnosis is. Um, it, it's a journey and, you know, Sometimes one treatment is going to last for a certain amount of time, but then after a while, that might change based on what's going on in your life, chemical imbalances, whatever it may be. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was younger, 10 years you ago, you hear occasionally about, yeah, yeah 35, 40 years ago, uh, you hear about a lot of. Well, you wouldn't hear about a lot of things. You'd hear about the occasional situation where somebody had um, bipolar or my older brother was schizophrenic, um, went in through a lot of issues. My older brother, um, stepbrother, I should say. My one older brother um, made it difficult to be raised with a brother like that. And as time goes on, you know, you, when you're a kid, you just kind of deal you just kind of put up with stuff. You don't really know that there's a difference between um, you getting thrown in a snowbank and punched in front of your best friend uh, versus another kid. Just you, you think that everybody goes through stuff like this. When you get older, you start to put the pieces together and mm -hmm. you start to get little signs that this happened and this happened. And, and you start realizing how everybody has a mental health situation everybody has something that they need a little help with and um hearing stories like yours where you had to go through something so traumatic that you consciously put yourself into a hospital that takes a lot for somebody to to force themselves to get help so for you to have to wait to that point really says a lot about the the growth of mental health helping people and how hopefully that that's starting to change now with folks like yourself um, bringing that out and talking about it and getting into why it's so important. Those are the things that need to happen because 
people like me have to wait till they're 50 years old before they realize that, yeah, there were issues and yeah, I needed help and I didn't get it. And that's affecting me now. And, you know, all these other reasons, that's why I do this podcast. I mean, all of us who are part of this podcast do it for mental health reasons. Uh, we were going crazy when COVID first hit. Every show we've done has brought something out in all of us. And just each show has helped me understand a little bit more about myself. And when we can have an opportunity to talk to somebody like yourself, Jace, it's just, it's special. And I think that uh, it, it, I appreciate it. And I, it definitely helps me see that there's a future for people who are having issues and knowing that there's all these services for people to reach out and get the help. I just hope it doesn't take too long for most people where they have to go through this extremely traumatic situation. I mean, not only is that not good for you, but as Aurora said, it's also not good for the people that have to suffer it with you. I mean, everybody cares and everybody wants you to be okay. And they're seeing that they're going through something that they can't help with. And speaking from experience, doesn't matter how good you think you're doing. All it takes is one trigger and you go right down that rabbit hole again. And this happened to me at work the other day uh, with our regional manager, believe it or not, Aurora. He triggered me talking about finances, talking about, you know, upbringing and this and that. And one of the things he said totally triggered me. And I snapped on my regional manager to the point where the entire next week we were both stressing about it. We've talked about it since and everything's fine. But, you know, uh, you don't know what's going to hit until it hits. And it's good that there are resources out there for people to go to and get the help, hopefully before they really need it. And, and you're a great example of, of how, how it really can help. Yeah. For sure. And I kind of want to speak about, like, we got into this conversation because you explained that it took you a few years to finish the program. So um, it was, you know, from my perspective, it was a long kind of journey, uh, you know, trying to figure out medications, trying to figure out therapies and, um, you know, getting back on your feet again and uh, being better for it, uh, experiencing life um, better for it after after everything. Um, and uh, I want to say that music and art was a huge part of your healing process um, because I think that one of the reasons why you joined the Art Not Shame group was because it was a part of your programs. Um, and uh, yeah, so did you want to speak a little bit on that, Chase? Yeah, so um, I had transferred quite a f to a few different hospitals, quite a few different hospitals. Um, and when I transferred from CAMH uh, up to um, Newmarket or the uh, York Region area, uh, I joined CMHA uh, and I was in their program for early psychosis. Um, and I got, you know, the whole team. I had, you know, nurses and psychiatrists, caseworkers. Um, and part of, part of this was being able to go into a peer-to-peer -peer environment, um, a drop-in clinic where I could just hang out with people who are dealing with the same stuff. Um, and I think at one point in time, my 
caseworker. Uh, and my mom encouraged this, encouraged this later, um, was the Art Not Shame program. So I saw a flyer and I was heavily encouraged to go and be in a art therapy kind of environment, um, an art therapy environment through uh, the Aurora Public Library. Uh, and that was fuck perfect. That was where I felt like I really started to feel less like I couldn't trust myself. So <laughs> I went from all of reality being questioned to I can do art. It's fine. <laughs> Um, Find something you're good at, something you enjoy, and you know, focus yeah. on something that you can get that mental benefit from. Yeah. yeah, sure. Exactly, and that is what had really started my, you know, wanting to get better, uh, and also helped my healing a lot. Um, yeah, especially with talking to people. It's, it's yeah. very difficult to get back into the social situation after that. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I can imagine. That's, uh, I mean, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Um, I appreciate it. And it, it is, I always find it comforting to know that there are other people that when, when you look at other people that you know from life when you find out, especially somebody that you may have looked up to. Um, I know for me, I, I found other people that I found out had struggled with mental health issues and, and mental health in their families. And it does make you feel better <clears throat> somewhat to know that, you know, wow, this person, I thought they had, they had everything together and everything was perfect. And then you find out that everything isn't perfect, um, but they do the best with what they've got. They do the best they can with what they have and what they're given and they reach out for help when they need to. So that's always that's always an encouraging piece as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it's also good to hear that there's there are programs that actually help. There are programs out there that that'll actually you can go to them, do stuff, and actually come away with a benefit. Yeah, when you're when you're under that much water, you know what I mean. So that that's that's what I've come away with that the fact that these programs out there, that uh, you know Henry's Foundation collects money to give to all these places, that money is actually going to helping people with, with actual programs that help people. And that's, I don't know, I, it seems weird that, I'm, that that's a big deal to me, but I, I would always think that like, what can you actually do to help somebody with mental health issues? Because it's all up here. You know, <laughs> the only person that can help somebody with mental health is the person going through the situation. That's kind of the way my brain is wired. But apparently that's not true. Apparently there are programs that actually bring out a little bit more than I thought was capable. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Just um, does that make sense? It does. It the, sense. the challenge is, is, and what Jace went through is sometimes you have to try a few different avenues before you get that help. And mm -hmm. that's what you saw when you had to go to three different facilities before you finally got one that recognized that you were in crisis. Um, and because obviously the first two didn't, because you obviously didn't, they didn't deem that you were a threat to yourself or others. So, um, 
you know, kudos to you for sticking to it and, and knowing that you needed help and not giving up when you were turned away. And that's a, that's a good point for anybody listening or watching is if you do need help, uh, reach out. And if you need to reach out to a friend to help you get the help or a family member, do it. Don't try and suffer it alone for sure. Yeah. And I think a big part of that too was like us as like a family being there and seeing what Jace was going through and not understanding you know, what they were saying and what they were doing. And we're like, wow, this really needs to, this needs to be, to be fixed. And um, I, I'm just so grateful to, you know, the programs that you've been through and how far you've come and, and the programs that you're still, I guess, in um, that have gotten you to this point and you went back to school. <laughs> uh, you continued your program after uh, you got uh, to uh, better and um, and you know art was a huge part of your healing process so uh, I thought this is a really really good conversation perfect yeah, yeah um, on that point though Aurora I, I think yeah. it's it's important to say that you know Jace you're still so young you still got so much time and so many opportunities to fall back or go forward or up down left right and sideways um the fact that there will always be art and there will always be music and there will always be the opportunity for you to keep on learning and progressing that's the encouraging part of the story where you're at the point where you understand that there was an issue and you've gone through some help to get yourself out of i guess the major rut but the life is still happening and the uh, the tools that you use to get yourself better are still going to need to be there forever. I would imagine. Am, am yeah. I, I don't want to make it yeah. sound <laughs> sad or anything, but I, that's a good thing is really my point is that, you know, that we will always have access to these creative outlets, um, which again, goes right back to the, the reason we do the podcast is to talk to people like yourself who are creative and have managed to figure out what they need to know about themselves to get themselves to a place of positivity and creative freedom. And uh, that's great to see. That's really great to see. And, and that you have those tools to follow you through the rest of your life, super important. And your family, gold. Love it. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Yes, thank you very much. No problem. But we have some questions at least. I don't know if, if there's more that you want to bring up, Aurora, but we have some questions too. Uh, okay, before we get into the last three questions, I, I just have one question for you, Jace, um, and then I'll ask if Brian and Mark have anything else. What would you say has been kind of like your proudest moment of, or proud, proudest maybe like top three or something like that when it comes oh. to creating and, and art? Well, I would say that my my proudest my proudest moment was getting that song done. The the one on Spotify. I would say that's really that one's really up there. Top three. Let me think really quick. Um so the song, Spotify, because that is like the trophy that I get for going through that entire uh story I just talked about. Um <laughs> Uh, then I would say Vaughn Mills. I played at Vaughn Mills, um, after a little bit after my 
um, hospital visit, um, I was encouraged to also join a contest and I was, I played at Von Mills. It was really cool. Um, so that really contest, uh, I believe it was like a Richmond Hill arts contest. If I, remember it, I think it was a, a regional, um, regional talent contest. So they had Durham region and, um, they had Durham, York, and Simcoe, South Simcoe um, regions, I think. I could be wrong. I, I think Toronto was somehow in the mix there. But um, there was three people from each region. So I was one of the three people to go to finals um, in York region, uh, in all of York region, basically. Um, Wow, and awesome. that was really exciting. Very cool. Von Mills. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, third one, I would probably say, is the Lesser Files. That was a really awesome project. <laughs> and what's the Lesser Files? Oh, um, sorry. The uh, multimedia project that I did at Art Not Shame uh, oh. with the portraits and the songs. Portraits and songs, yeah. Yeah. That we have to look for and be able to tell the world about yeah yes. cool. i also called it mirrors at the time but i think the lesser files is a very good name for it <laughs> it's an intriguing name i like it it makes me want to know more about it good very cool <laughs> all right so uh brian mark do you have any last questions for jace before we get into our last three mark yeah i just um so for me i Obviously, I mean you're you're into the art and, and the different mediums of art, uh, the music. Um, what's next for Jace? Like, uh, do you have something else that you want to do? Some another thing that you're aspiring to do, or is it uh, more of more of what you're doing and getting better at it and releasing more songs? What's what's next? What's on the horizon? Well, I actually do want to get more into social work and mental health. Um, I found out that there is a good career path for people with psychosis to help other people with psychosis, um, being a peer support, somebody who can help them and encourage them to get better. That's something that I really want to do. But um, for art, I would say that I want to bring more music into the world, especially more relatable things things that maybe i have gone through or somebody else um and i just want to bring more of that music to art um situations uh sorry it's <laughs> a really weird way to put it but um <laughs> i'm really interested in looking more into multimedia uh projects um i think that would be really cool and aurora and i have been talking a little bit about making a music video uh for for chrysanthemums so yeah very cool, very cool. lots lots of good things good. to look forward to i like it i like it very good thank you yeah i was gonna say the same thing I literally wrote like wh right there you can't see it. What, what's next? I was going to say. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. 
He beat me to it. I was like, ah, Mark asked my question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, to sum it up, mental health things, more art, and, you know, working on projects with my sister. Perfect. All good things. Perfect. My sister lives too far away to work on too many projects together. (laughs) My sister's too mental for me to work. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) All right, awesome. I love my sister. Okay. Um, So uh, to get into uh, the last three questions, um, Jace, you know one of them, but I'm going to ask that one at the very end. Um, So uh, what is your jam? What is that song that you listen to all the time that gets you pumped up um, and uh, makes you feel excited or, uh, you know, brings up your mood for the day, I guess? I know this is hard. <laughs> you're, you're asking a really tough question, Aurora. <laughs> I listen to so many songs and so many songs are my jam. Um, but... Uh, I'm just going to go with one that I've just loved for a very long time now. Um, Highest 75 by Reliant K. Oh my goodness. I was not expecting that one. That is a great song and will forever be a good jam for me. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Um, I know that, but I'm pretty sure Mark and Brian do not know that song. That was a no idea. I used to listen to Reliant K a lot when I was younger. (laughs) And yeah, I was not expecting that from Jace, but awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. I see trumpet. I see small acoustic guitar thing. It's like a folky kind of music. Um, sort of. Yeah. 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 I would. I would say it's uh, under the Christian rock genre, (laughs) (laughs) but it's not like a, it's not a Christian song, but it's in that kind of genre. Yeah. It basically means there's no like swearing or explicit content in the song. Um, Not going to make it jump off a building. That's good. I like that. Um, okay, so Jace, the next question um, is what's your tool of the trade? What is either a physical object or, uh, you know, something kind of, what's the word? Uh, conceptual. Conceptual. Um, what is that tool that you use every time you want to create? Um, you want to make art, make music. What is that tool that you always need? Hands down, it's my acoustic guitar. That that guitar has been my whole world for uh, ever now. Honestly, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. Very cool. And what kind of guitar is your acoustic guitar? Ah, uh, I was waiting for Mark to ask this question. Is it pointy? <laughs> it it is. A Yamaha electric acoustic guitar. I think it's Apex 217. I don't know. I don't know the number, but it's Apex. Yeah, so it's it's an acoustic electric by Yamaha. So very nice. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, the Yamaha makes a nice instrument. Mm -hmm. 
It's nice honestly too. so good. Jace, is, uh, Jace, Mark is a little bit of a, a guitar collector himself. Okay. Oh, so you can uh, kind of see behind him. He's got one, at least one I can see there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I see it. Okay. What, what guitar is that? Uh, well, it depends. The, the one that you can see the headstock of, this one right here, that's a Fender. Yeah. Um, the This one right here is a Rockfish. And then this is a BC Rich Warlock. And then I think if I lean this way, you'll see uh, there's, it's in the dark. There's another one. There's four in that corner. Um, wow. That one in the corner is a real beauty. The, the one with the light behind it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a BC Rich Warlock. I, I like them with points on them. I'm kind of a, a nut that way. I've got it's the quite a classic kind of rock. Look, yeah, rock heavy metal, yeah. Yeah. yeah, heavy metal rocker. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like heavy music, but uh, I like I like music. Let's just I like music. That's why it's one of the questions. We all want to find <laughs> new tunes. Like we, one of the things that uh, I've always wanted to do, actually, with coworkers and so on, is. Like just get a USB of music and share it around. We, you have to experience more music. I'm stuck listening to 70s, 80s, 90s pretty much forever. That's kind of where my brain lives. So I'm always trying to find that next band that's going to make me be like, holy cow, there is yeah. potential of, of good music still to come. Uh, yeah. It's kind of hard to believe it sometimes, but uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I honestly search. I actively search for new songs on a constant. I've recently started to get into metal now. Nowadays, I'm starting to get into that. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's the case, Mark, maybe you can give a suggestion of something Jace may like. Um, actually, um, the one that and it's my wife is like Brian. She likes the the classic rock. Um, and very little of the new music really appeals to her. But the one band that really nailed it for her, and I even took her to see them down at the uh, the Danforth Music Hall in Toronto, uh, was Hailstorm. And um, so that's uh, a brother and sister, uh, Lizzie Hale and her brother <coughs> um, are the, the siblings. And then there's uh, obviously two other members, but they, they have, they've got a new album just coming out now. I think it's called uh, Back from the Dead. Um, but they've got uh, a lot of really great tunes, a lot of like classic rock sounding, hard hitting tunes, a lot of, uh, there's a couple of nice ballads in there and whatnot, but they're just a great band. Um, love, love listening to Hailstrom. Hi, I have a friend. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have that written down. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, so H-H-A-L-E, Hail, and then uh, Storm. So it's Lizzie Hale, and her name is spelled really cool. It's L-Z-Z-Y, Lizzie. So it's a good rocker right. name. I like that. All right. And Jace, the last question you already know. Um, so each week we get our guest uh, on the podcast to issue a challenge to our viewers and their listeners um, that they can kind of, uh, once they've listened to this, they can kind of try and, and uh, challenge themselves. So Jace, uh, what is your uh challenge to our listeners um so i decided to choose um write a song or a poem uh about or inspired by a, an inanimate object or a household item when i think of this i just thought veggie tales i thought like <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, any other kids related um, song about inanimate objects. I think that it's really cool just writing something that just makes you think, how can I make this into a, a thing? How can I make this into a story? So I actually want to talk about this for a minute because there was a time where you read a story about a moose that yes. went out and was like walking around, I guess, I think it was the Richmond Hill area because we were living in Richmond Hill at the time. And you decided to write a song about this moose and its experience, um, <laughs> kind of. It, I mean, it wasn't, you weren't like screaming out that the song was about a moose, but um yeah uh did you want to talk a little bit about that because i feel like you drew that kind, same kind of inspiration from making yeah that song. so i've done this with a few songs actually i've done this just for fun you know um and i would say the moose thing was just i saw something funny on the news and i had to make a story out of it i had to give this moose a character arc uh i had to you know <laughs> um is that, that song anywhere right now like that people no <laughs> no but i should i should record it yeah you should post you should post it before this goes live in two weeks so they can find it on your soundcloud no because pressure. it's an awesome song what is yeah, the no song called it's called Elliot. Um, Elliot the moose? Yeah, that's perfect, basically... Perfect it. name for a moose. Elliot, I love it. Yeah. I um, love it. Yeah. Uh, I, it'll probably be a really rough recording, but you know what? I might I might as well. Might as well there just you go. do it. <laughs> do it. And inspired by an inanimate object or a household item is different than a moose. Yeah. yeah. Well, my first so thought went to a potato peeler. I don't know why, but I, <laughs> I read a song I about mean, a potato peeler. Is there a potato peeler on your desk, Brian? Because like I'm thinking, no. there's a GPS here and a couple of batteries and um, things in front of me, and you think a potato peeler. And we've got a really cool potato peeler. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's we got it at a flea market, and it's it's genius. It's best household appliance ever. Best inanimate thing ever. It's not motorized. It's very. Uh, I'll do a potato peeler. Perfect. Okay. Before this runs too long, I, you mentioned that you did this with a couple, uh, a couple other uh, songs. Uh, what song have you made that's about an inanimate object that I don't know? Uh, the cookie on the wall. Oh my okay. goodness, Hannah, Hannah, and I. Um, Hannah's our other sister. Um, when I was very young, Hannah got very upset at something, and to cheer her up, I wrote a song about this card that was in the shape and look of a cookie that I put on the wall and you know she was crying and then I picked up my guitar and I'm like there's a cookie on the wall and for some reason it cheered her up so into it. yeah I she she was helping me write the song it was something that's permanently ingrained in my brain yeah, best kind of memory. Best yeah. kind of memory. Yeah, it's cool. That's all the core memory right there. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So, One day that'll come up at a family event where all of your family and friends are around, uh, and uh, cookie on the wall. 
yeah, my mother, <laughs> yeah. my mother used to write music um, back in the day. She probably still does. One of the songs that she's kind of famous for is uh, um, a song that's <laughs> very near and dear to me. Uh, Blame it on the beach because my name was BJ growing up. And uh, I changed that real quick when I went to high school for obvious reasons. But anyway, uh, my mother loved to, and my family apparently like loved to blame me for everything because I was the youngest child. And uh, "Blame It on the Beach" was a hit, and it's still ingrained in my brain. And Perfect. I learned that when I was six years old. You know. Yeah. Well, my, thanks, mom. My foray. <laughs> I wrote one song in my life, and it was called "Hairballs." <laughs> yeah. That's technically that an inanimate object. It was a thrash metal song about hairballs. <laughs> Crash metal. Crash metal. Amazing. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> well, this has been Perfect. awesome. I've, I've had a really great time chatting yes, today. Great. And uh, great. Uh, I feel like it was a really great story to share um, your story, Jace, and uh, uh, your art and, and that kind of thing. So uh, it's been awesome just hanging out with you and, and talking about your art. Yeah, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just want to say thanks, uh, to our viewers and listeners for, uh, listening to us today and, uh, please check us out on YouTube, Spotify, like our video, share with people that you, uh, think would enjoy the podcast either on Spotify or YouTube, um, or people follow YouTube. us on our socials, <laughs> you know, what was that, Mark? <laughs> people you don't think would enjoy it to punish them. That yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's another option too. Um, and yeah, uh, Jace, where can people follow you um, or see your music? Um, you can follow me at Cadence Arcanas um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Um, I have a TikTok. Uh, I'm just everywhere on the internet. <laughs> um, but you can follow me there. I'm on YouTube, um, Caden Sarkana, once again, and also on Spotify. So, perfect. Yeah. Check that out for sure. All right. And we'll leave some, a link in the description to your Spotify and SoundCloud for that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so thanks again um, for listening, and thanks, Jace, for being on the show. Uh, thanks, Brian, Mark, and uh, let's have a good night. Thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, yeah, absolutely. It was very nice Take to meet you. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,